Welcome to Life Church Podcasts. We know you'll be blessed by this message. You know what? Um, oh my gosh. You guys certainly live in a beautiful part of Australia. You know that? It's, like, it's really lovely just driving through the country and all the trees. And uh, we saw when we, we drove in yesterday that you know the leaves are a little bit dry on the gum trees. It just, there just seems to be this dryness. And, um, and I'm just going to come down here a little bit. I'm not going to be um, here for too long. I'm just getting out of the light a bit. But you know that dryness? I, I looked at it and, uh, and understanding there's been some grief in, in your region over recent times. And, um, you know, the family we're staying with is certainly feeling the brunt of that because there was a friend involved. And we spoke with her this afternoon. And... Um, and, and it was actually really heartbreaking. I just wanted to burst into tears and cry because there was this unacceptance of the fact that there's an eternal destination. There was such a dryness and a hardness in this little heart that, that just would not accept the things of God. And, um, and that breaks my heart. And I think, gosh, if that breaks my heart, how much more does it break the heart of God? It breaks the heart of God because, you know, we affect the atmosphere. As we walk into places, what we emanate represents the presence of heaven on earth. It's God's presence in us. It's his joy that is given to us that we can walk into. One of the things that we have people say to us all the time, because if you're here this morning, you heard Gary's been in and out of hospital all these times, and, and, uh, and we seriously, we have this um, gay couple that sit at the, the front of the hospital where we, we go, and are absolutely gorgeous young men, absolutely gorgeous, and we love them to pieces, and we stop and we, we talk to them all the time and, and build relationship with them and know all sorts of information about their lives. Just because we're interested in them, we want to see them saved for the kingdom of heaven. And, um, but, but one of the things that they keep saying to us, and, and they said to me recently that other people say about Gary and I, is they cannot believe the joy It's the joy. And you know why? I think it's that revelation that we've had. Because, you know, sometimes it's not all about doing in the kingdom of God and in church. It's actually about who we are. It's our being. And it's like when when you're in that place where you come into the presence of God like we have tonight, and we have literally had the presence of heaven enter into our atmosphere here we take that we soak it up and we take that wherever we go and it really does affect the atmospheres of our world and I just had a sense as we were driving here tonight that little bit of rain that started today and Gary made a comment and he said oh the road's not really wet and it was like it's not it's still dry But do you know, I honestly believe as you guys just get into the worship, as you get into that one-on-one with your Heavenly Father, you are going to actually affect the atmosphere over this region. And I think it's actually really important because there is a dryness that's there where people aren't accepting. And, And it's like we have to break through. As Christians, as we break through, we lead the way. We lead the way. And it's like it's not done from a... Um, are having to do something, but it's done from this incredible place of rest and peace. 
And you know what? I pray that for you as a group of hungry people, hungry after God. Because I'm telling you, you guys are in for the double blessing tonight. Because you're here. And it's like you can sense that hunger. Give yourself a pat on the back. You know, not many people get out on a Sunday night these days. It's, it's a big thing. And, um, and it's like God wants to rain on you. And I believe he's going to rain on this region supernaturally. I do believe you're in for rain. Like physically, you're going to have rain. And those leaves are changing. It's like I sense it in the atmosphere. There's a change that's coming. And people are going to come into your midst, hurting people, broken people, people that aren't going to look squeaky clean like our little couple at the, the hospital desk, they're going to come because they're looking for hope. And we have the hope in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we have got work to do. Time to put on the Wellingtons and the rubber gloves and whatever else we've got to do to make this work, you know, because that's what it's all about. But when we find that place where we fit, we can all play such an integral part. You know, our, our inner organs are the most important. We, we dress up the outside, don't we? Well, I do. I try to. I'm a bit of a glamour girl. I try to be. I try to have to keep up with Gary. So, um, but, but I've actually, I said to um, welcome Gabriel and Louis and Calum. I said to Calum, I've been trying to get Gary to have a haircut like Calum's because I think it's so cool and he's, he's not helping me. He's not cooperating. But anyway, I just love it. And, um, but in the mix of all of that, you know, we spend so much time on the outside, but it's actually the inside. It's our heart that God is wanting to affect and impact the most. So I have a little something here, and it's wrapped. And I didn't know who I was going to give it to, but I'm actually going to give it to Louis and Gabriel. And just bless you. I know you're visiting, but it's maybe you might come here. Who knows? But... <laughs> It's like, you know what, it's good to give. God gives good gifts to his children. He loves us so much. And he, he loves us exactly where we are, in all our brokenness. Um, he just loves us. And he cherishes each moment that we have with him. So he's cherishing the fact that you're sitting here tonight. And um, you're in for a great message. Because I've actually heard this one before. It's been revamped a bit, apparently. But it's, it's a good message. He's a good preacher, hey? Yeah, so welcome Gary. He's my silver fox. Do you want me in spitting distance? Don't, why don't you go there? It might be. I don't think I'll fall over if I do. I think he'll be safer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brother Rick and his wife Katie have moved to Sydney from uh, Canada. They've been away for about 20, nearly 30 years, and he's now at uh, Alpha Crucis College, a professor. So I've, I've found out that you can buy a doctorate online in the States for about $25. <laughs> so, so I figure, you know, if he can be the professor and I'll just kind of doctor. <laughs> It'll be doctored, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, dear, great worship again. Amen. Praise God. So great to see you, Louis. Okay? Seriously, I thought, well, who's that handsome guy? <laughs> I found out we can get cheap glasses. Okay, so we're going to see him later. <laughs> $100 for trifocal glasses online. <laughs> hey, mate, we could go into business for the kingdom and charge 200 Isn't <laughs> What do you reckon? <laughs> oh, dear, I better get on with it, hadn't I? 
I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit tonight. You know, the, the thing that sets us apart is the Holy Spirit. It doesn't make us kind of superior to other Christians, but the thing that sets us apart is, is the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit, amen? Three people. Three. <laughs> okay. Father, we thank you for tonight's meeting. Be with us as we go and have pizza. The Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that makes the difference. Do you, do you realize it was the Holy Spirit that made the difference with Jesus? Jesus never performed one miracle. There was no sign, no wonder, no miracle, till after the Holy Spirit had come upon Jesus. And then it was, look out world, here I come. And the reason that happened is because Jesus limited himself to everything that we could experience in life. The Bible says that Jesus was the firstborn amongst many brothers. You know, and, and he was kind of like the first child of God and, and we're the kids, amen? Head up all the children of God. Yeah, ten. Terrific. We're going to have revival. And, and so we need to understand that we already have something that is absolutely life-changing, breathtaking, just, just amazing. And uh, it's interesting because there's different symbols of the Holy Spirit, isn't there? You know, there's fire. I, I sort of saw fire on someone this morning, fire of God, and, and of course... Uh, you know, then there's the wine, hand up all the winos, you know, this <laughs> behave woman, you know, they, they love the wine of the Holy Spirit and, and um, in, in fact it was, uh, who, who, was, who was the big fat guy that put the thing on the door, you know, and, and changed, Martin Luther, couldn't think of it, had it a minute ago, Martin Luther said that beer is made by men and wine is made by God. <laughs> Whether it's right or not, I don't know, so don't quote me on that. You know, I decided to cook with wine the other night, but after three bottles, I forgot why I was in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Maybe I should finish now. <laughs> but you know what happens? Our religious culture, because we don't want to be weird, our religious culture can squeeze us into a mould of respectability. It can push us to the point where we're no longer open for the move of the Holy Spirit because we don't want to offend anybody and yet the whole time we're offending God because this is supposed to be his house and we're supposed to let the ghost loose in the house. Amen? And yet sometimes because we're so afraid of upsetting people, we just want to kind of be cool Christians. But we don't, you know, we invite the Holy Spirit to come. We actually come because we want to meet with God. But we don't want him to spoil things. We don't want him to change anything. When I married Zella, we came home for the first night and, and we're in my, uh, I should say, our home. And we're sitting there. And I just, in a very sweetly way, said, oh, you know, what are you thinking, honey? She says, well, you don't really like those curtains, do you? And, and, and that Australiana painting on the right-hand side, that's, that's not really my thing. You're not really into that, are you? And I'm thinking... You know, that's, that's what Wangaratta AOG gave me when I left. You know, it was kind of means something to me. <clears throat> and then she turns to the left and there's a blank wall and she says, you know, we really need something hanging on that wall. And, and you know, we need a candelabra here and a little stand. And, and, <laughs> and I'm sitting there absolutely shell-shocked. I've invited this person into my life, but I didn't realise in doing so my whole world would change. And sometimes we want to invite Jesus in keep everything the same sometimes we want to invite the Holy Spirit and we just want revival and we want you know so much but we don't want anything to change because we're comfortable 
That's why McDonald's has become so successful, as you can go into any McDonald's store and have the same rubbish, I mean, have the same hamburgers. <laughs> you, know, the, you know it's all going to be the same, and that's been its success. But you know what? We all have a different personality, isn't that right? And I believe every church should have its own personality. Let the Holy Spirit loose in the house. So I wanted to look at Matthew chapter 3, and, and it's where... The Holy Spirit comes down and lands upon Jesus. So I'll just read a few verses so that I can at least sound like I'm being biblical. That Jesus went from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who should be baptized by you, he said. But Jesus said it should be done for we must carry out what God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After this, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit descending like a dove, settling upon him. The voice came out of heaven and said, This is my dearly loved Son. I love the message here. It says, This is the delight of my life. This is the delight of my life. So this is just kind of really powerful. It says that Jesus went from Galilee, <laughs> and I haven't even had my wine yet. Jesus, Jesus went from Galilee <laughs> to Jordan. In other words, he, he went from one place to another. There was transition to where he was comfortable into, to some extent, the unknown. He was going to Jordan. In his heart, he knew he had to go to be baptized by John. But there was just this transition time from the known and the comfortable, you know, his home area, he's known. Uh, and in fact, he was so well known, they didn't actually like him too much sometimes because he got up and he preached in, from Isaiah, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and they loved all that. Then he has a shot at them and they want to kill him. It sounds like the pastor, doesn't it? <clears throat> and, 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 and here we come and he's being baptised by John. And it's a progressive journey. I just want to encourage you, every walk of faith is a progressive journey. The moment we see our own footsteps, our own footprints again in the, in the path that we're on, we know we're going in circles. If we walk where we've walked before, then we're doing nothing else but going around the same mountain. Because if you're constantly progressive and heading into what God has... In other words, our prophetic future, the reason he's called us, then you never see your own footprints again unless you turn around and go back the other way. So I want to encourage you, there's a progressive prophetic call upon your life. Not just a prophetic call, because I, I know some people who still prophesy exactly the same way. That's it, the Lord under thee. He would even say unto thee, his servant Gary. And it's like, oh, King James to start with. And, and it's kind of like we get trapped in something despite the incredible love we have for God and despite our desire for him and for more, it's so easy just to stagnate and, and be used to where we are and, and lose that spirit of adventure. You know, Australia was opened up by pioneers who had a spirit of adventure. You know, talk about Star Trek going where no one has gone before. I mean, have you ever seen some of the places in Australia that pioneers went into? There was no water, there was nothing. A number of them died. But there is a spirit adventure. I believe God is wanting to impact the church <laughs> with a fresh, vibrant spirit of adventure. You know, that's why I like my GPS, because it often goes different ways instead of the same way every time. 
and we were, we were heading off somewhere and I put it all in. I thought, gee, I've never been this way before. You know, I wanted to cast a demon out of my GPS, except I've called it God provided sanity, so I had to be careful of my theology. And, 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 and we went all around this place, came to the same place, but discovered a whole lot of country Australia that we just loved. Do you know there's a whole world in the realm of the Holy Spirit that God wants us to love and enjoy and appreciate but sometimes we're locked into the same route we just do the same thing over and over someone has said that the sign of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome you know that's why marriage can get boring if you're not careful because you're just doing the same thing you get used to each other you know, instead of speaking to each other for an hour or two on the phone like you did when you first fell in love, it's, oh, oh, hi, it's you, what do you want? Yeah, I'll get the milk, see you, boom. <coughs> we wonder where the romance went. And it's the same with the Lord. If we keep doing the same thing, the romance, the excitement, the, the adventure of spiritual life dissipates and we become bored. Who wouldn't be bored doing the same thing? I remember when I was a kid of about 16, I went and worked in my dad's factory. And, and because I was a bit smarter than some of the other guys there, thank you, Lord, uh, they got me on certain machines to do things. And, and I would just do it really quick. And, and, and someone said, oh, you know, they're going to offer you a job like that. You know, you're just working so well. And I thought, man, I, I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Give me a break. And yet some Christians do the same thing for the rest of their life. Yet when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Yeah. It's the beginning, whereas we, I don't know what it's like now, but uh, you know, don't hear the Holy Spirit being preached about as much as we used to, but we used to have tearing knives and pressing in and do you speak in tongues? Now if you go ask someone that, they're offended. <laughs> you know? But it used to be, oh, you know, and you'd pray with them and then they'd speak in tongues. Oh, you've got it, you've got it. We'd be so excited. You know, now we're not even too bothered whether the Holy Spirit shows up because we can't tell the difference. We do it so well without him. And it's supposed to be exciting. That's why I loved your worship. It's just great. I wanted to keep singing the, the last part of that song, Yahweh, Yahweh, what is it? You can't think of it. Well, if you can't remember it, what hope have I got? <laughs> I just wanted to sing those last four lines over and over. Yahweh, Yahweh. We will do that at the end of the service. You know, and so he went from Galilee to Jordan. I want to ask you, have you left home base and are you heading into your destiny have, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit and has it ignited you for a spirit of adventure what more does God have for me we met a lady at hospital we shared some of that this morning but the interesting thing was I went to visit her in hospital and I sat down and, and I said look I just I just want to share something I started to tell her some things she said how did you know how did you know that about me? I said, well, it's just the Lord, you know. I have a prophetic gift and God just shared me that. And she's like, wow, you know. And then Zella uh, was going to go and visit her. And she invited Zella to go and stay at her place while she went on holidays because her house was near the hospital. And Zella says, what happens if she's an axe murderer? You'll never see me again. <laughs> so you should have seen it. There was these two women eyeing off each other and trying to work each other out, you know. <laughs> what, what was she trying to get out of this? What was she trying to get out of this? It was so funny. Mind you, I'm sitting there and, and Michelle's rubbing my arm like this, you know, as she's talking. And then she says to Zella, I only have two vices, drugs and men. 
<laughs> you should have seen Zella change. It was like... <laughs> but we build a relationship and there's a spirit of adventure about it. You haven't accepted the Lord yet, but I just think, you know, me having all this heart problem and in hospital and meeting with Michelle, there was a purpose in it all. It was what God stood on to declare who he was because she can't work us out. She's a multi-millionaire. She kept saying, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Part of me wanted to say, well, a couple of mil will do. You know? <laughs> but I just said, Michelle, we don't want anything. We, we just want to love on you and we want to help you through this journey where she's got so many friends that are just there for, for what they can get. And she just kept saying, what can I do for you? What can you do for you? I thought, man, a new Mustang would be I'll get you behind me, Satan. You know? <laughs> But I'm just trying to share with you, there's an amazing sense of adventure. When, when you have, you know, you're not trying to do something. You're not trying to use anybody. You're just loving people. I love the way Zella loves people. Mind you, I way the, love the way she loves me too, but that's a different story. Better keep going. <laughs> but, you know, she loves people so much. It's been such an eye-opener for me because I'm a bit of a loner. You know, you could stick me on an island somewhere and... As long as I could swim and survive, I'd be quite happy at times. But Zella's a people person and she's taught me the fact that I'm here on earth to touch people's lives. You know, I was kind of, sometimes I was kind of the pastor who just loved the church, couldn't stand the flock. <laughs> you know, I just thought, fleece the sheep, buddy, fleece the sheep. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So here's Jesus doing the journey. <laughs> But he comes to be baptized by John, save me, Jesus. And uh, <laughs> you see, sometimes the first step to significance doesn't make sense to the natural mind. Jesus is about to change everything he's known up till now. His whole life is about to be turned around because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon him and within him and signs and wonders and miracles and the dead are going to be raised and blind eyes are going to be opened and leprosy is going to be cleansed. All this is going to happen and he hasn't seen any of that yet. He's just being a good guy. The Bible says that Jesus learned obedience, you know, learned to submit to his mum and dad. And, and you know, he, he talked to the priests and that, but he was kind of hidden away until God's time. And, and then, then he got filled with the Holy Spirit. That's when the change took place. That's when everything happened, man. He would raise the dead. You know, I always think of when he raised Lazarus. He says, Lazarus, come forth. And I thought, what happened to the first three? <laughs> It's time I moved on. You're half asleep already. <laughs> so here we have the first step of significance is submitting to a mere human. The son of God's first challenge in life was to submit to someone who was less than him. Was to submit to someone who was human. Here we have God and humanity mixed together in Jesus. And the first challenge to see if he really did have that beautiful, gracious spirit was to submit to John. And he said, John, baptize me. John says, no, 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 you baptize me. So here they are by the river having an argument. Can you imagine John the Baptist on one side, Jesus on the other? You need to baptize me. Oh, no, 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 you need to baptize me. No, 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 you need to baptize me. It's like two Christians when they go out for lunch. And one Christian 
Or a Christian couple says, listen, this is on me, I just want to bless you. And instead of just receiving that and saying, well, thank you, that's so gracious and letting them feel blessed, we argue. No, 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 I'll pay for this one. No, I want to pay for this one. And you go up to the till and you're still arguing and the unsafe person behind the till is looking at you and thinking, these guys are weird. Can I encourage you next time someone says that, just say thank you, that's such a blessing. They go away feeling blessed and you go away feeling blessed. Otherwise, it's just a weird scenario. So here's, so here's Jesus and John doing the, who's going to pay the bill? <laughs> who's going to be the one giving the blessing and who's going to be the one receiving the blessing? And so he submits and he's baptized by John. And yet John tried to talk him out of it. Isn't that strange? Here's John, who knew who Jesus was. You know, here comes the one whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie and so Jesus requests something. And you'd think the first thing John would do would be, oh, absolutely, Jesus. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. You know, a, a little bit like with the wine and, and, and uh, Mary, his, his mother, when they'd run out of wine, he, he, she just says, look, whatever he says, pointing to Jesus, do, and she just goes. Wouldn't it be wonderful if each one of us could have a spirit of submission that when Jesus said, this is what I want you to do, you just go right on, baby, I'm with it. Or maybe not use quite that language, but you know what I'm talking about. There's something within us that's just like, that's what I want to do, just what you want me to do, Lord. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I don't know about you, but I've got drag marks sometimes between when God speaks to me and I do it. You know, three years later I do it and I think, oh Lord, I'm a hero, I've been obedient. And God says, yeah, but look at the heel marks over the last three years before you finally did it. Oh, let's forget about that. Grace covers all things. <laughs> got a spiritual answer for everything, haven't we? So here is Jesus. Submits to humanity. Sometimes our theology has a fight with our theophany. In other words, our doctrine has a fight with divinity. Because we have our pet doctrines, don't we? Only one person in the church does. Give me a wave. Come on, you awake out there? Yeah, good, good. Okay. Be responsive or I'll have to stand in the middle of the church and dribble on you. Okay, here we, here we have this amazing obedience, this amazing thrust of Jesus. And, and sometimes, you know, we're... we're get our mind messed with that's where the battle comes isn't it in your mind the thoughts the Bible says we're to pull down every thought that's raised up against the knowledge of God and what is the, what is the knowledge of God well the fact is if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal saviour you're a child of God it doesn't get any better than that doesn't get any better than that. I remember someone driving down the street of Port Lincoln one day in their father's Mercedes. His dad was out of town. And I looked at him and I thought, you. Had such a gracious response. You. Who do you think you are? <laughs> do you know what God said? He knows who his father is. Oh. Stabbed through the heart by a Holy Ghost conviction. <laughs> I thought, this guy knows who his father is. He owns half of the town, so he's driving down. Like, hmm. And I really felt like, what would happen if I walked down the street in my town with that kind of attitude? This is my father's town. 
in our street. This is my father's street. Jesus died for this street. These guys are great, even though they have their music on too loud of a Saturday night and I want to be spiritual on Sunday. You know what I'm talking about? Every individual is made in the image of God, not just the Christians. Every person is made in the image of God and we should have this amazing just love for them. To embrace them. Because I want to tell you, if you have the love of God for people and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, they can't work you out. They can't work you out because you're not in relationship to get something out of them. You're not even in relationship for another little strike on your gun belt saying, I got them saved. You know, too often we want to build relationship with people to get them saved. We should build relationship with people because we love them because Jesus died for them. And out of relationship, you can lead them to Jesus, you know, instead of, you know, you need to get saved. Like, what's saved? You mean you don't know? Turn or burn, bro. No, 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 Jesus didn't do that. Look at, look at the guy on the cross next to him. One of them blasphemed, the other said, Lord, let me be with you today in paradise. And Jesus said, right on, man. Right on. What was that? Was it you this morning that had that comment? Who, who, who shared something this morning? And they just made that comment that was great. I thought, I've, I've got to write it down. I didn't. I've forgotten it. He's not in church tonight. He's outside. He's outside. I was shocked this morning. I said, there's, there's, there's no children this morning. I thought, who kidnapped them last night? <laughs> there's no children this morning. I thought, really? <laughs> but he made a comment. Can anyone remember it? Pardon? It's a yes from me. I haven't forgotten that. Tell him that if I don't. I thought, oh, I did forget it. What am I talking about? I forgot that I'd forgotten it, and then I remembered it that I didn't. Okay. But it, but it was, what was it again? A yes from me. The Bible says every promise is yes and amen, not yes and no. But yes and amen, boy. A yes from me. Every time you read your Bible from now on and you see a promise of God, you've got to say, that's a yes from me too, Lord. See, the devil never tells us how good we are. He always tells us how bad we are. But I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that. You are as righteous as God because of Christ Jesus. It sounds like heresy. Preach that in some churches, you'd get killed for sure. But that's what the Bible says. What are we going to believe? What the Bible says or what the devil says? Man. It sounds like heresy, doesn't it? I'm as righteous as God because of Christ Jesus. It's like, that guy's gone too far tonight. Wake up, I'm still preaching. <coughs> I'm obviously not preaching loud enough. So John tries to talk him out of it. Finally, they do it. And it says, the heavens were opened. And the Spirit of the Lord descended like a dove. Landed on Jesus. Landed on Jesus. And I love the words. It says, the dove settled on him. Oh, have you ever read a scripture a hundred times and then they read it one day and you think, I didn't know that was there. Who put that in since I read it last time? And I read it and, I said, and it settled upon Jesus. I thought, wow, you know, too many of us are pirates. We've got something else on our shoulder. You know, but here's Jesus with the dove on his shoulder. And it says, he settled on him. Oh, it's so nice to be settled. 
we're up at the farm with Think Me Bob and what's his name, and, and it's just there's such a spirit of settledness. It's just like, oh, this is so good. It's almost like when you and I go to the fish and chip shop, mate. There's just that something. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and it just gripped my imagination, the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to be settled within me. You know? Some of us give the Holy Spirit a wild ride. It's kind of like he's hanging on for dear life, you know, because of, of what we're doing. But, you know, there's an aspect to us where some of us are just, we're just too mundane. We're too settled. Instead of the Holy Spirit being settled upon who we are, we get settled. And it's kind of like, you know, I'd hate, I'd hate it when I die, and I will one day, unless the rapture comes, if I still believe in the rapture. Of course I do. I'm an Assemblies of God boy. No, I'm not. I'm an Australian Christian Churches guy. See, I'm thoroughly confused tonight. But I, I would hate the Holy Spirit when I'm dead, when it goes back to the Father and says, man, living inside Gary Watts, man, he was boring. Why did you get me to live in that guy? Man, alive. He drives a Toyota. <laughs> You're wondering, why have I got a V8, you know, and you can hear it coming. and Because I want the Holy Spirit to get to heaven and say, man, I really miss that dude. Can I go back and have another go? I want the Holy Spirit to enjoy who I am and to enjoy the ride that he has in my life. Because everything I am, he created. Everything in your life that someone would call an idiosyncrasy is actually a gift from God that makes you a unique creation of the Father's heart. I love that. That means we can all be different. <laughs> Not that different. We can all be, <laughs> we can all be different and, and, and together. You see, that's why we have the church. The church is the body of Jesus Christ because only as we together does the fullness of Jesus be revealed. So if I try and act like our esteemed pastor here, can't talk like him, won't even try tonight. I succeeded nearly this morning, but I won't try tonight. Different anointing. And <laughs> but if I tried to be like Pastor Darrell, who I just think is an amazing pastor, I would crash and burn big time. I can't ride a motorboat to start with, but then neither can he. <laughs> He can, he can, yeah. Mind you, the Holy Spirit gets thrown off a long way before he gets up to t top speed, you know. But seriously, I, I want the Holy Spirit to enjoy the ride. Have you ever thought of that? The Holy Spirit's living within you. Are you boring to the Holy Spirit? Are you boring for the Holy Spirit? Man... I'd rather do something radical and the Holy Spirit be there with feathers sort of behind his head saying, woohoo, here we go, what's he's doing it again, you know, than him sit there and think, man, this guy's a boring dude. I actually preached this at Alpha Crucis. <laughs> and and uh, I thought they'll never ask me to preach again. <laughs> because we get so religious in our application. We get so... It's a kind of state in our application. Yet Jesus came and says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, don't be entangled again in a yoke of bondage. How do we get entangled in a yoke of bondage? Because Satan makes us in, into bondage in regards to our personality. You're just the quiet type, you know. And he tries to speak into our spirit some things that are not actually there. 
to keep it down, to keep us down. You know, wouldn't it be great if next Sunday morning every guy as they came into the, into the car park did, did, a, did a donut and then went into the parking spot? How many reckon your neighbourhood would talk about the church next door? I'm using a ridiculous expression to reveal an absolute truth. What do we do that causes our community to take notice of us? You know, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're not filled with the Holy Spirit to be weird. You know, sometimes people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, I think, God, take them to heaven as soon as you fill them, please. They're such an embarrassment. Doesn't, doesn't the church have some unusual members in the family? Yeah, come on, be honest. Don't nudge your wife. It's you he's talking to. <laughs> But, but sometimes we've done crazy things for crazy things' sake. And I wonder why people outside have looked at us and thought, what a bunch of dills. Who'd want to be a part of them? So here we have this balance thing. We, we don't appear weird to the world. And yet the Bible says that we're foreigners. We're aliens. We're aliens. This is not our world. Oh, I feel a song coming on, brother. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid on somewhere beyond the blue. Shows my age. You'd remember that one. He's got his guitar out. He's doing, <laughs> he's doing an air guitar to the song. <laughs> but the reality is we're built for another world. But we are built to take this world with us. You know, it's like Noah with the ark. The ark was built to save humanity. You know? I'm enjoying my preaching, even if you're not. Okay, it's, it's kind of like we are an ark. This church is like an ark in the midst of the sea of life. And, and this world is a goner, but God has called us to save the passengers. And I just think, Lord, I, went on, I want to win more people for Jesus. And the Lord said, well, to do that, you've got to talk to them. Like, what? That's a new idea. <laughs> oh, dear. You baptized me, John. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And then finally, what one of the thing was, Jesus said, let's do what God wants. That's what needs to be done. What does God want with this church? Not what do you want. But what does God want? What does God want with your life? It's not yours. Jesus bought you. You're both a friend and a slave and a son and a daughter all at the same time. Why are we in the family? First thing about family is family should be fun. Isn't that right? Family should be fun. Our kids should come home from school thinking, wow, I can't wait to get home to see mum and dad. Yahoo! You know? You're not convinced. I'll say that. We should <laughs> Listen, if we're not excited about our faith, we won't excite anybody else. Well, you should come to our church. It's wonderful. What did you do on the weekend? I went to church twice. <laughs> Say, man alive, you should have been in our church Sunday. Man, there was something supernatural about it. There was, there was a presence of, of God there. Man, it was amazing. You ought to come and check us out sometime. I want to tell you, God is real and he loves you and he loves me. And, and 
wow, there's just amazing stuff happening. Not, oh, I go to, what church is this called again? Life Church, that's right. Need to change the sign out the front. Still got Assemblies of God. You're playing with my brain. That's why I said Assemblies of God tonight. You've got an Assemblies of God sign on the street. It's all your fault, Daryl. <laughs> he doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get him to read the sign on the way out. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he doesn't know where the church is. Listen. I love the old, 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 old Sunday school song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me so much and he wants the best for my life and he, he wants me to be free and he wants me to have liberty and he wants, he wants to see my family in the kingdom. He wants to see my extended family in the kingdom. He wants to see where I work, the people I work with. He wants to see them in the kingdom. Why? Because you're his platform. Remember this morning, there were two boats. Jesus gets in one of them. And suddenly Peter's boat becomes the platform for Jesus for touching the multitude. God wants to step into your life and touch the multitude. The Holy Spirit wants to invade your life, every part of it, so that we can touch the multitudes. Touch the multitudes. And we are Pentecostal. I don't make any excuses for that. I'm not saying we do crazy stuff for crazy stuff's sake, but I've been drunk as a skunk under the Holy Spirit before it was even popular. I was at a kid's camp at the age of about 12 years of age, and a guy by the name of Holcren, I can't think of his first name, just went, Frank Holcren, and he was a really tall guy, hands like windmills, and, and I went forward at an altar call, he prayed for me, and bang, I was gone, the only one in the whole camp. They didn't know what happened. I didn't know what happened. They tried to sober me out with Milo. Couldn't stop me from speaking in tongues, so they stuck me on the bed and left me there on I. And that's when God called me into the ministry. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Ah, the gift of wisdom. How we could do with the gift of wisdom while manifesting the presence of God. So that we let the Holy Spirit loose in the house, but we don't let people loose in the house. Do you understand what I'm saying? We let the Holy Spirit loose in the house. And I know all of us have a different way we respond to the Holy Spirit, but we just don't let anything happen. But we don't shut something down because someone gets excited about being in church. It's like, you know, Vance Havner, a great Baptist preacher, talked about being in a prayer meeting one day, and he said one dear old guy would have... Have a prayer that was a mile long. Remember those? You know, you stopped going to prayer meeting because if, if Brother John started to pray, you knew his prayer would be for an hour long at least. You know, and he said one guy got caught up in his metaphors and he says, Lord, if there be a spark in this meeting tonight, please water that spark. <laughs> you don't get it, do you? <laughs> If there be a spark of fire in his meeting, please water that spark. Can you think of God saying, now how do I answer that prayer? <laughs> how do you answer that prayer? What do you want? 
what do you want? I want to see this church filled to capacity with people that have been touched by the Holy Spirit. I'm not a natural witnesser. I'm really not, but I'm learning how to be. Because I was brought up in the old-time Pentecost. You know, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Come apart and be here separate. And if you had a friend that wasn't a Christian, man, you were already going to hell. One foot in hell and the other on a banana peel. All you did was have a friend who wasn't, didn't come to church, you know. And so he preached against stuff, you know, instead of preaching Jesus. Because the closer you get to Jesus, the less you want to do the junk. Isn't that right? Whereas we try, we preach against the junk, you know. Uh, no, just preach Jesus. Just come to church and have fun. I'm not talking about being stupid. But I'm talking about let's relax a little bit. You know, let's just, just relax and let the Holy Spirit relax on us. I love that. And the Holy Spirit came and settled upon Jesus. I kind of think, you enjoying the ride? You know, I think the Holy Spirit has fun when I put the metal to the pedal. Pedal to the middle of the traffic lights and I don't go faster than the speed limit, but I just let him know there's a V8 under my bonnet. <clears throat> I don't think the Holy Spirit has a problem with that. He obviously can't because he's got a mad, mad bike rider here as the pastor. So, this is great church. You've got great worship. The only thing you haven't got at the moment is a place filled with people who need Jesus. For that to happen means the Holy Spirit needs to flow through you to touch somebody and to love somebody. Not just to get them saved. That might come way down the line. may not ever happen. Just love them anyway. Just love them anyway. I remember getting up one morning and I better finish here because I think... I was supposed to finish half an hour. Oh, no, no, it's only 20 past six. I've got another hour to go. I remember getting up one morning and, and in Port Lincoln and I'd had some new pavers delivered because the pavers were crook and the company was going to replace them. And, and I was going, what's that place right up? Whoop, whoop, you know, you go up past Port Augusta. Oh, way, 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 way up. With that couple that uh, we met for the first time. <laughs> you always meet someone for the first time, don't you? I have nowhere to go with this conversation. Now, we're the mining, the mining town. Roxby, that's it. I was going up to Roxby. So, so I thought rather, rather than leaving it too late, I'll, I'll head off early in the morning and you know, get up there Saturday evening. And Anyway, I, I go into my office and I, I look out to the, the driveway and I, it looked like this pattern. And I thought, oh, that's strange. It must be the curtain. Anyway, I, I went up to load the car and they'd got all my pavers and they'd built a wall right across the driveway <laughs> so he couldn't get out. <laughs> and I thought, oh, dear me, shame and scandal in the family. <laughs> and at first I got angry and then I thought, hey, you know, a few years ago I probably would have done something like that. So I thought I'd better call a place, and they came, and they're laughing. They said, this really is funny, though, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it is, but I thought I'd better call you anyway. So here I am unpacking all these bricks before I go and preach. Why did I tell you that? I have no idea. When you're on a roll, you just go for it. Don't it? it doesn't matter if it's spiritual. <laughs> oh, dear. 
You've got a great church, great pastors, great leaders and great people. Can you receive tonight that you are one of God's great family members? The Bible says he chose you before the foundation of the world. To me, that is mind-boggling. God looked down through history and says, Ah, oh, Gary Watts, I'm going to have him in the family. I think, like, why? You know, I nearly died at birth. I was so premature they used my dad's hanky as a nappy on me. One of my lungs collapsed. The age of one and a half, I pulled a pot of boiling water all over me and they had to peel the top three layers of my skin off my entire body. You know, at the age of about six, my sister pushed me out of a moving train in Melbourne. She said she didn't, but I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like I look at my life and I think, Lord, despite the stuff that's happened, you had a call on my life. My, my father's mother, who had given him away at the age of two to live with his grandparents because they didn't want him, when I was born, said to my mum and dad, who were very kind of moderate Church of Christ people, he's going to be a preacher. You work that out. An ungodly woman, no time for God at all, says, this, this kid's going to be a preacher. Do you know what? We're all messengers of God. We are not going to get up here and kind of preach. I can't stand those kind of preachers anyway, but there we go. But, you know, it's, it's, we live our life. Our life is our story. How many of you want your life to be an amazing story read by all men? Seriously, why don't we just all stand together tonight? Just all stand together. I, you know what? I read a lot of novels, not just the Bible. Zella's still praying for me. <clears throat> But I don't, I don't mind a bit of murder and mayhem and spy stuff and courtroom drama and, you know, and uh, I love to read. And I just thought, Lord, do you think you could make my life a good book? Do you, do you think you could just do something within me that's just so neat, so special, just, you know, just by your hand? and your imagination and your love could you make my life like this amazing book for others to read not just the bible because people need to read the life story of real people who really know god they can't get into the bible lots of times because that's for us to read when we've accepted the lord and we're going on spiritual the book they read now is you <laughs> just close your eyes for a minute and just just think for a minute, what are they reading? <laughs> What's on your chapter 3? What's on page 57? You know, What parts of the book would you like to rip out before they get their hands on it? Especially if you're going to get the pastor to proofread it. <laughs> you know, because we're all like that. We all have the dark side. We all have the challenges with the flesh. We all have those things. But you know what? I love it. He says he remembers our sins no more. He's removed them as far as the east is from the west. Whatever you've done, haven't thought of doing and wish you had, just lay it to Jesus tonight. Just say, Lord, here I am. Here I am in my humanity. I actually said to the Lord one day, have you ever counseled God? <laughs> I said, God, I've been alive a little while now. I said, you know what? If I had made humans, I'd have made them different. I said, God... If it wasn't for my humanity, I could be so holy. Do you know what he said to me? He said, I created you a human because I love 
humanity. I love those parts that make you human. I love those parts that show your weakness and and that because of sin, when sin entered into the world. I love you. I love you. If you feel with the Holy Spirit, just quietly begin to speak in tongues. Let your spirit do the walking. Lord, let my life be an amazing book that men and women read. Oh, let the story of my life be so exciting in the Holy Ghost Lord that my community will just love the book that I am they love to read my life and my journey and what you have done and what you created within me and, and the fact that I'm a, I'm a child of God and Lord let my life be that kind of book <clears throat> oh hallelujah 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 can I ask you to do something? Let that song Yahweh, Yahweh in the bit at the bottom. Can we just sing that verse, but when we get to those three or four lines, just keep singing that. Just go back to Yahweh. Just back to Yahweh and read that. Let's just worship for a moment, shall we? Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh, we love you, Lord. Yahweh, Yahweh. Just Yahweh, just Yahweh. Back to Yahweh all the time. Yahweh. We love to shout your name, oh Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Shida Kabaranda, Badaya Sida Badanda. Yahweh, Yahweh. Love to shout your name, O oh Lord. Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh, we love to shout. Love to shout your name, O oh Lord. Come on, let's really sing it together. Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh. We love to shout your name. Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, O Lord. Yahweh, Yahweh, come on. Yahweh, Yahweh, we love, love to shout your name. Oh, Shadaka Barana, just keep singing that part. Hallelujah, while we worship. Just reach out to him as we sing that. Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh, Shalahayarabarana. Every sin of the past, let it just drop right now in the name of Jesus. Yahweh, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Jesus. I just really feel there's an anointing on that part. Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, O Lord. So I want us just to stick to those three lines for a while, to really begin to declare it. And as we do, 
Whatever has held you back in the past, let it fall away from you tonight in the name of Jesus. Whatever doubt, whatever fear, whatever's come into your life or whatever you've walked through that somehow has affected you, just let it dissipate from your soul and from your spirit and you just quietly worship in tongues while the singers just keep singing those last three lines for a period of time. We're going to have freedom tonight, amen. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We love to shout your name, O oh Lord. Really thump it out. Love to shout your name, O oh Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Love to shout your name. Love to shout your name, Yahweh. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yahweh, Yahweh. We love to shout your name, oh Lord. Oh, praise his name. Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh, we love to shout your name, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Everything of the past, we leave it at Yahweh's feet. Hallelujah. Everything of the past, every disappointment, every sin, every failure, every rotten, stinking thought, anything we've ever done that Satan likes to bring up, Lord, tonight we lay it at your feet. Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh, we lay it at your feet tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God. How many of you can sense the presence of the Lord here tonight? Jesus, you got me? We love to shout your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we shout his name every time we walk out of our front door. We're going to move in the prophetic just for a little minute in a moment. But just before we do that, while we're just in this atmosphere where the name of the Lord Jesus has been lifted high, can you think of one person, one person in your life that might be struggling, that might need encouraging, that might need comfort at this time in their world. One person that you can just love on in an extraordinary way because you know that you want to shout the name of the Lord Jesus. 
every time you love, every time you say an encouraging word, every time you smile and look into somebody's eyes. You represent Jesus and you shout his name. We're the light. We're the light. Just take that one person, put your hand on your heart with that one person. If you can think of a person that you would love to touch this week. Seriously, I've got over a (laughs) hundred. I have. And every day I meet more people and, and it's like, yeah. You know, I use this little tag. I say, God bless all the time to many, many non-Christian people. Always encourage people, God bless you, because I tag them for the kingdom of God. God bless you. Who's that one person that you want to bless this week? Just mention that person to the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me right now. Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to every person that has their hand on their heart in some unique little tiny way encourage them as to what they can do to shout your name to be a blessing to be kind in their words to to come alongside and to just share the love of our father through jesus christ lord let us be your hands and feet let us walk into atmospheres that need to be changed and be the world changer that you've called each and every one of us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you want to just take a seat for a minute? Isn't God good? He is so good. He is so good. Um, I just have a couple of very very specific words, and I'm not sure if Gary's got some more, but um, Heather I met you this morning. Stay there, darling. You're fine. It was so lovely meeting you over a cup of tea this morning. Um, do you know there's a sparkle in your eyes? It's a sparkle that represents the Lord Jesus. And, and I don't know if you even know how much your eyes sparkle when you talk to people. And I just felt to encourage you, start talking to different people outside of the realm of where you're at because the little sparkle in your eyes as you begin to just talk to people and come alongside them I think you do that already in a very significant way but it's like God's calling you to more and and it's like you're going to it's like every time you you sow a hello into somebody's life it's like you're planting a seed to a garden and I believe when you get to heaven there's going to be this amazing garden that represents the lives of people that you've touched don't count it insignificant every time you stop and say hello to somebody or do something kind towards somebody because you're a great representative of Christ Jesus and you sparkle you actually sparkle and it's beautiful you're a beautiful beautiful lady and I just wanted to share that with you so God bless you yeah praise God um I know we shouldn't. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? It's like you, you kind of see these guys up here. They do an extraordinary job, hey? Um, yeah. The lady with the scarf. I've forgotten your name. Tanya, sorry. You, you have a son? Yes, you have two sons. He's a very tall son. 
Okay, I, I just wanted to encourage you about your very tall son. He's a gorgeous young man. He's a really gorgeous young man. God has a, has a call on his life and uh, it's quite significant. You might be worried about him and see him going off in a certain direction, but don't be worried about that. God's going to, there's a, de it's like I see this detour over his life and it's like he's going to just come back around like this. So yeah, God bless you, darling. Um, Christy. Uh, I have to I have to come up here to these guys just for a minute. But um, can you hear me? You can. Okay, just. Um, you know what, sweetheart? Uh, I I saw you um, like running, 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 doing all of this stuff, and it was like in the running there were all these expectations of you, and and it was like no, I can't do that. It's just too much. It's just too much, and God. I believe God is actually bringing you into a new season where you are going to discover exactly. I mean, you're beautiful at this. This is amazing. But I believe there's so much more that God has for you. And don't let other people's paradigms of what, what they've seen, even in, in your behavior or reactions or whatever it is, don't let, that, don't let yourself be swayed by the call to the call of God on your life by what sometimes people the parameters that people will put around you. Just keep going this way. Go this way. Whatever it is is going to happen in a very easy, calm way. You won't be running. There's no more running. It's like, it's like, oh, chill. Chill, chill, chill. And it's, it's, there's an amazing, an amazing gift on your life, darling. And uh, is your, this is your husband? Is, where's your, no? Which one? This one. Oh, no, it's okay. I didn't know who belonged to who. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's dreadful, isn't it? You two belong together, don't you? Right, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> that's my husband over there. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, husband, you're an amazing man of God. Um, and, and this man over here is too, by the way. But, but there's a significant gift on your life as well. And um, I just, we just gave Pastor Daryl this book. And I'd love for you to read it after he has. I won't say what it is. But I just believe it's significant for you as a person. I don't know why. But I just sense that there was a need for you to read this book. And, uh, and there's a God call. There's just something happening with you too that um the god it, it's almost like i see god solidifying something it's like he's cementing something and and there's been some crisis of some sort that you just don't understand but it's like there's a cement there's a foundation that's being dug that's going to take you further than what you can see at the moment yeah so yeah beautiful you guys you're a little dynamite. You are a little dynamite. And seriously, it's like I keep getting this, you're not forgotten. You are not forgotten. And I think sometimes there's this tendency, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a, I see you kind of thinking, oh, maybe I'm not as important here, or I'm not as valuable here. But God says you actually are. You're a gem in the kingdom and it's like you know how i was talking earlier about the insides it's like the liver and the heart and the kidneys and all the rest of it they, they seem so unimportant but they're integral and it's like the role that god's called you to do 
it, it, it may not look like it's the role that you think is actually important, but it's the most important role. It's the most important role. And I just, I honestly see God shining over you and like smiling over who you are as a beautiful girl of God. And he wants you, it's almost like I see you picking up the sword of the spirit and standing up and saying, no, I'm going to stand my ground because what God has called me to, what God has called me to, I believe you actually have a gift to speak, to preach. And, and I don't know where that comes from, but it's like, I, I see you speaking words, but it's, it's as you speak the words that people are going to find healing because you're going to share your journey where I think you've in, in times gone by, there's been some hurt and some pain and it's stuff that's really messed with your heart and messed with your thinking. And God just wants to take it all and he just wants to wrap you in the wonder of his love and he is going to so take you on this amazing journey where I really believe you're going to have a very, very big impact in this region and beyond. It's not, it's not just confined to the church. Yes, we're all about the church, but it's like there's something more out there that, that you actually have an ability to reach out and embrace. And I see you like this mother hen. It's like you, you could be a mother hen, but you have to see that is important because it's a God call that's on your life. And you do have an amazing husband who ushers in an anointing that's like, my goodness gracious. This team is something really incredible as far as worship. Um, just go, girl. Go, girl. Yeah. God, your God's got your back. And just keep focused up there. And seriously, you're going to be surprised with what God does with you. It's all in his timing. It's his timing, but it'll be perfect. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah. Pam, I'm just going to be like you when I grow up. I really am. I want to be sweet like Pam. So, praise God. Um, I, just with Louis and Gabe, I, I just felt to encourage you guys. You know, God's the author and the finisher of our faith. And, and I know you guys are into a new, a new season. But I just sense to encourage you, it's not over. Your, your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. And who knows where God is going to take you guys. I get a sense of planting, and, it, and it's like there's, a, um, there's a, a sense of calm that's going to come into your life where it, it's like calm waters. You know? I don't, you know, you look out across the ocean sometimes. There's, there's not a sight of wind or anything. It's just calm. And we think, oh, well, where's the wind of the Holy Spirit in that? I'll tell you what, there's a depth. There's a depth in the ocean that only God is responsible for. And there's a depth in you guys that, that has been forged over this season. And it's like the next season, watch out, watch out. Calm waters and there's good things ahead for you. Yeah, God bless you guys. Thanks, baby. Just a couple of things with what Zella said. Guy on the drums. It's, it's like, you know, that surround around you. As, there's almost something like that in the spirit where, where you're living within a certain paradigm you're really comfortable with. And I just see God just lifting that thing off. You know, it's like God's putting his hand down literally on this sound protecting thing from the drums and just lifting it 
and you coming out from behind there, I'm not saying you're going to stop playing drums. I'm just saying your ministry is far bigger than just playing the drums. It's like there's a, an incredible anointing on you. I see wisdom in particular. I see wisdom is one of those gifts that God has given you. God's given you also the ability to see beyond the decisions that are making are made now. It's like you see wisdom in the decisions now, but you see where those decisions can lead the church to and what it to. And so God's just going to give you that uh, amazing insight. And God's just removing anything that you feel, okay, this is my comfort zone. God says, well, I'm going to make you not uncomfortable because you actually know in your spirit God's already been stirring that there's more. There's this other things you've got to grab hold of in God. So it won't be difficult for you. It'll just seem a little strange in some ways because you think, oh, that's, that's a bit different, but it just sits right, okay? Uh, you, it's like I see you with every fingernail a different colour. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you've got anything on at the moment, have you? But I just see every finger having a different colour. That's because you are multi-gifted. You are multi-gifted. You're gifted to do more than just one thing and and if you're not careful you, you tend to think oh yeah that's it and then God will show something else and you go oh oh that's it and God's saying it's all of it it's all of it I'm going to ask you to do something crazy for next Sunday morning come with every fingernail a different colour <clears throat> right As, and that'll, that'll, that'll be your agreeing with God over the prophetic words that you've received tonight because everything Zella said I just say Amen double. But I just, I just felt like God speak to me and say, every fingernail a different colour because you don't just have a gift in one hand and that hand, but every hand in the spirit has multiple facets to it. So I'm just, I, and I'm not saying to do that just for fun. You know, the prophets in the Old Testament quite often just said, look, you need to do this. And, and I just feel that you need to do that. Come in next Sunday morning, you know, have a glittery one and a bright one and... and and that will be your prophetic agreement with what God is saying over you tonight, okay? So go for it. You're amazing. Um, Louie and Gabe, I, I just feel really excited for you guys. You know, Zell has already said it all. There's not much for me to say. But uh, you've launched out and you're not knowing where you're going, but God does. It's like Abraham. You know, he left where he was and he wasn't sure where he was going. And it's interesting, Abraham took Lot with him. And Lot means pebble. And, and Lot was a constant pain to Abraham until they parted. And I just sense that there's something, uh, a paradigm shift that's coming that you need to leave behind as you step into the next thing God has for you. Because if you don't leave that, and I don't know what it is, God's not showing me, but it's like there's a paradigm of something that you do that God's just going to speak to you about and is just going to say, look, you need to leave that behind now because this is the new season, this is the new paradigm, this is the new way of doing it. And, and you'll just feel so comfortable with that, okay? Uh, the lady here with the dark hair, uh, what's her name? Sky? Sky? Um, you, you just have such a beautiful spirit. And, and yet I, I just sense there's been some real pain that you've had to walk through. And uh, God's going to call you, because you're tall, if I remember. I think I saw you somewhere and you're tall. God's going to cause you to stand tall in the Holy Spirit, because everything Satan has meant for evil and, and, and to, in a sense, destroy you and, and to break your heart, uh, God's going to cause those things to be good for you. And those very things that have been pain are actually going to be the release of your own prophetic ministry over other people's lives. 
because people will know what you've walked through. I haven't got a clue what you've walked through, but, but people know what you've walked through. And as you stand, and there's going to be such a grace upon you and such a healing, and, and not only that, excitement is going to come back to your life. You know, it's like you're going to take on eagle's wings again and soar because it's like your wings have been clipped. You know, something's happened. And, and God says, no, I'm going to give you back your eagle's wings, girl, and you're going, you're going to fly in the Holy Spirit. You're going to fly in the anointing of God. And I, I believe that you're really, you're really called to preach. You're really called to preach and to share Jesus. And, and you might think, you've got to be kidding. You're laughing. So I, God's either said it before or I'm going to get stoned after the meeting, one or the other. But that's what, I, that's what I see upon your life. You're an absolutely beautiful lady in your heart and your spirit. Um, you, you love people. And there's something within you that said, I'll, I'll, never be, I'll never be the same again. And the Lord says, no, you won't, but not in the way the devil's telling you. You'll never be the same again because God's going to turn it all around. And, and I just see you so free. Bob says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. I just see you so free, and I see you like an eagle, like just. And he's going to take you to heights in his spirit that you've never dreamed of. Heights that you would never have dreamed of. And you will say things and minister in a way that you have never dreamed of. Because everything God's going to turn around for a divine purpose. You know? So bless you. Bless you. Scarf lady. How you doing? Tanya. Is that the lady you just had a word for? Oh, forget it then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I, I just see you sowing seed and you've wept because it hasn't borne fruit. You've been a great sower of seed. You've had great expectations. Like faith has not been a problem for you until, I don't know what the until is, but it's like faith was never a problem, vision was never a problem, believing God was never a problem. But there's been something that's happened where your faith and your heart and your ability to believe in the same way it's kind of, it's just been like, it's fallen to the ground, you know. Um, but, but it says, um, what's the prophet where it's Joseph, I think it was, wasn't it? He said he let none of his words fall to the ground. Was it Joseph? This is a cry for help, Pastor, okay? <laughs> there was someone, anyway, that had a prophetic gift. I thought it was Joseph that let none of his words fall to the ground. It's connected with somebody. And it's like you're going to see that none of your words have fallen to the ground. It appears like they have now. In fact, it appears not only have they fallen to the ground, but they've been stomped on and trodden on and, and totally disregarded and, 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 and accusations have been made against you to try and destroy your heart and your spirit and who you are. God says he's going to breathe across your life again with a fresh breath of the spirit and you will come to life again. Okay, And the fruitfulness of your life and the flowers, I just see flowers everywhere too. It's, it's like the flowers and the beauty of your life is going to touch so many other people. The devil's going to actually regret that he ever touched you, right? Because he was sure that he's done you in. But God's going to turn it around to such a point where he's going to think, oh, drats, I should have realized that. It's a bit like Jesus. Yeah, I think the devil's got to be brain dead to not realize that crucifying Jesus is what was supposed to happen, you know. It's like that with you, so bless you. Are these, are these your daughters or they are? What, the three of them? These two, okay. What's wrong with this one? I'm just kidding. 
She's adopted? Okay, Zella's adopted a couple of extra kids. Yeah. Yeah, didn't tell me till after her marriage. She said, oh, here's the other two. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I just, you know, sometimes there's a family anointing. And I just sense that there's a family anointing upon, upon the three of you, you know. There really is. There's something very, very special. You two girls are very, very different. Very different. And, and in fact, sometimes you stir each other up and it's like, you know. You have this love-hate relationship with each other. And you're so different. And your mum's there stuck in the middle thinking, God, help me. She's pulling out here from both sides. But you both love God and you, and you, you both love your mum. And you actually love each other, even though sometimes your relationship's a challenge. And I just want to encourage you to treasure each other because there's a family anointing upon you. You know, there, there really is. And I, and I really sense something within you. What's your name? Maddie? Maddie, I just really sense there's a very special anointing on your life. When Joseph was born, uh, the parents saw him, and the Bible says they understood he was a special child, so they hid him away. You're a special child. That's not saying you're not, okay? It's just that there's, there's something in particular. You're both special, but there's something very particular about the anointing that you carry. And I just want to encourage you, just begin to dream about being a great woman of God. Begin to see yourself doing amazing things for God, you know? And do you, are you two friends? It's just that you're leaning that way, she's leaning that way. And I think, okay, must have had a fight before the meeting. <laughs> No, I just, I just really think you two are going to be great for each other. I just somehow think there's this, uh, something God's going to bring between the two of you where you encourage each other, you know, you know to, to great things. And you, you're just weird, you know, but in a lovely way. In a lovely way. You're going to reach people that other people won't reach. Okay? It's like you have a, a radicalness about you that scares the life out of your mother at times. But there's a radicalness about you that actually is a God gift. So, Mum, remember that. Okay, it's a God gift, so don't pull all your hair out. You look good with hair. And, uh, and I just really want to encourage you. You don't have to be the same as others to be significant with God. Because different people reach different people. You're going to touch people that your mum and your sister will never, ever touch. But you need to stay close to God because there's that radical part of you it's like Satan can get into that radical part if you're not careful and change that radical into a mini rebellion. So just be aware of that. Um, you, the, you're not rebellious. I'm not saying you're rebellious. You're not rebellious. But because you are different and you're radical, as, as you're growing up, if you're not careful, I, I just feel there's going to be a challenge come to you where there's going to be some pain. And in that moment of challenge, Satan will try and get you to be rebellious rather than just being a radical kind of personality. And, and Mum, you need to remember what I'm saying tonight. And, and What's your name, sweetheart? Darcy? You need to remember what I'm saying about this, because it's very important. Because it's like Satan already perceives what you can be for God. And it's like he already has a plan to try and derail you and, and change one thing into another, Okay. But it's, it's just radical. It's being free. It's being different. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? How, how that Satan can, in a moment of pain and anguish, turn that into a bit of a rebellion thing. Why, why is this happening? So just be aware of that, and God will keep you safe, and God will keep you pure. I just feel that purity is going to be a challenge. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't normally say some of this stuff, but I just sense there's going to be a guy that's going to come into your life, right, who, who will not want you to keep your purity 
And you just need to be aware that when the right time comes for a young man to come into your life, it'll be a godly man who will love everything about you and he'll want to keep you pure so that both of you can do kingdom life together without any regret, okay? So you're beautiful. There's so much in you. You're amazing. You're amazing. So bless you. I think God's pretty neat. What do you reckon? suppose we should finish. Hello, sweetie. I just want to see if God has anything else. You got anything else? You've got two. You always say one more, no more. How come there's two? Actually, um, Darcy, I love your haircut, by the way. And if you ever think about being rebellious, just call me first, all right? And I'll just share with you some stories. <laughs> um, this lovely lady here who remembered our words from this morning. What's your name? Kelly. Yeah, I think I've actually spoken over you before. Maybe not. I don't remember. But, um, you know, I just, I just had a sense that um, God, God wants you to step into something new. It's almost like you, there is something you have to cut off and leave behind you. And uh, if, you, if you have the courage to do that, God's, God's going to show you something very specifically to take into the future. And uh, again, there's, a, there's an ability for you to embrace and uh, to come alongside people. And I think sometimes some very unusual people, actually. But they need you. They need you. There are people that need you. And it's like God wants you to say no. You, were you here this morning? Yeah, you were. Where, when I said, devil, no, not today, that new song. I believe it's a prophetic call across our nation. Devil, no, not today. And it's, like, it's, it's almost like I see you needing to stand up and say, devil, no more not today and leave it behind your past does not determine your future and God has the most amazing things for you where you're going to sense such an incredible fulfillment like you've never experienced before as you just take that step of obedience into what he's calling you to yeah good things ahead darling God bless you yeah um, just one more no more this lovely couple over here how you going I saw this box this beautiful, beautiful box, and it was a gift. Like um, it was almost like it's descending from heaven, multicolored. And there's this huge, big ribbon on it, and it's like I see you pulling it all to pieces and taking the lid off of that box. And in and and in there, in that box, there is something that God is wanting to show you and reveal to you, because it's not an accident that you're positioned here. There's, there's a calling that's on your life that God has positioned you and it's like he's wanting you to take out that gift that he's put on your life and that calling that he's put on your life because you are called to reach others. You're called to reach. It's, and it's almost like I see this restraining um, where you're saying, no, no, we couldn't possibly do anything like that. We, we can't be involved in that or we can't. I don't know what the we can't is or I can't. But the word of God to you today says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there's a definite call. There's a definite something. There's a gift in that box that God is giving you that represents a call or a ministry or a career change or something there's something there that God is stirring he's going to stir in you a change and it's like in the mix of that change he wants you to have faith and to stand tall and to stand strong and say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me if God gives me a gift I can unwrap it and I can use it and I can enjoy it and I can be everything that God's called me to be for the eternal reward where I will stand before my Saviour and hear well done, good and faithful servants. 
God bless you guys. Well, time has gone, so I'm going to hand it back to Pastor. Thank you for following the crazy madman with worship for their little while tonight. And I just want to say to our guitarist, I've just got one thing to say uh, to Greg. Hi, Greg. How you doing, man? I just see the word authority. God's going to give you a new spiritual authority that's going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And as you speak, it won't only be sound words, but it will be words of authority. God's going to give you authority to break chains, to set the captive free. God's going to release you. You know, I see you like an eagle that's chained to a fence. You know, you're allowed to fly so far. This is within your own mind, your own heart. You know, you're open to certain things. God says he's just going to cause you to have an authority and a freedom in the Holy Spirit where you are free to fly and be everything he's called you to do, okay? And you're going to break chains off people. With, and authority is the thing, a new authority on your life, okay? Thank you, Pastor, for having us, for taking the risk of inviting us to come. It's been wonderful. And I believe the fish and chip shop is still open, is it, tomorrow? I reckon it will be. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> ah, praise God. Wasn't much risk, mate. Wasn't, wasn't much risk. <laughs> God's a good God, isn't he? I've had a rather traumatic evening, actually, of, uh, of uh, people that go through bad things. Sometimes they have flashbacks, don't they? And I had one of them tonight. I, Remember Pam and I were happily married with two little girls and we'd stand in the seats and worship God and they'd just play there and everything was good until about six or seven years after the last little girl we had a little boy and we'd worship and he'd look, where's he gone? And I remember standing and blocking the, and Pam the other end and so we can't get out and you just one little worship and you'd look and He's in the front row and trawling out and nearly destroyed me. And so uh, I was minding his little girl tonight and she wiggles just the same way. And she was getting... I, I said, you sit there, no pop. I said, yes. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm recovered now, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. But... Uh, I just want to encourage you, and I won't speak long, I just, uh, there's plenty of opportunities. And Jesus said to his disciples, lift up your eyes and see the fields. And sometimes we're so busy just doing life, we don't actually see. But there's so many opportunities. I'm like you, Zeller, I've got so many, I don't know how to handle them. I just... Uh, seem to get a lot of non-Christian funerals at times and but their opportunity to meet people and their hearts are open at those times you know like uh, I got a couple I'm still seeing and I buried their son 12 months ago and every two or three weeks I go and have a coffee with him and he's not well he's happy for me to pray for him and I just keep reaching out I ain't saved yet, but I'm still going back. You know, like the young man on Friday, Sky, you would know him, and he was carrying one of the coffin bearers, and he had tears running out of his eyes. 
I suppose it was a silly question I asked. I said, are you okay, mate? And he said, <laughs> so I'm going to chase him up. <laughs> yeah, they're opportunities, aren't they? Like, you know? So, uh, and they're everywhere. If you lift up your eyes, you can just, yeah, there's just so many opportunities. And so, so can I do one final thing tonight? And, and I'd like you all to join with me. I'd like to pray for Gary and Zella. So just reach out your hands. I don't know a better way we could sort of lay them on them, but just you guys stand up and we, we just reach out our hands to you tonight. Louie and, and Gabe, you, you come too. And, uh, and, and Bet, Betty and Ian, our ministry team, Sue, Sue and Bill, come. The, the rest are all playing or doing something, but you, you lay hands on them tonight because um, the stuff Gary's been through is serious. And, uh, but I'm just believing you've got incredible ministry in front of you and, um, and, and as long as your ministry goes, your health and your strength will be, you know, like as long, what's it in Deuteronomy? As long as your day, so will your strength be. Just can't, you know the verse I mean. And, uh, and God will just keep giving you strength. And uh, there'll even be times you think, whoa, I don't know if I can handle another weekend, but you will. God will give you grace to do it. I really believe that. So, so Lord, we just thank you tonight for the ministry of uh, Gary and Zella. Lord, it's genuine, apostolic, prophetic ministry. Lord, and, and our nation needs it. Our churches need it. Our, our nation needs it. And, God, I just pray that you would keep them, that physically you would give them strength that financially you would give them miracles beyond miracles, Lord. God, I pray that you would provide for every part of their lives, Lord. I pray for their children, their, their combined children, Lord, and uh, that you would just watch over them. Lord, may your grace just be abounding on their lives, Lord. I just pray for uh, the years ahead for their ministry. And, uh, and I just thank you for them, Lord. I just thank you for them tonight. Just so thank you for them, Lord. I, they so compliment each other. It's uh, to see your hand on their lives, and we thank you for them. And, Lord, everyone that's just, yeah, received from you today, we just thank you for what you've done here today. And we just ask your blessing on the week ahead, on everyone's journeys, on Gary and Zella as they return home. And God, we just pray for opportunity this week to say something about you to someone, just to do something for someone that would show them you, whatever it is. Lord, we just pray for opportunity this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, God is a good God. So, are we going to eat, or are we going to play, or we, you can, yeah, what time is it? Is it past, it's past my bedtime. I can see up there, it's past my bedtime, yeah. So, uh, just, just sing the chorus a couple of times. Stand up and sing the chorus, and then we'll, we'll go home. We'll go home, yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Life Church Podcasts. For more information, head to lifechurchbanella.com.au.